Hey, welcome to the Jennifer O'Brien Show. I am your host, Jennifer O'Brien. Here I am. Hello, Shalom. Welcome to the show. It is just me again this week. Surprise, party of one. And um, anyway, I just wanted to get a podcast and I was too lazy to ask anybody to come on the show this week. And I just kind of let it happen. That's how it goes. I just don't have a big schedule for this show, podcast, whatever you want to call what I'm doing. And I just let it happen. And I've reached out to some random people um, over the years. And some people say yes, and some people say no. Like, I did reach out to Sylvester Stallone. I, that was a leap. You know, I was like, I'm just going to ask. Because there's a scripture you don't have because you don't ask. Well, I didn't get a response back, so I'm assuming it's no. Um, it didn't crush me. I don't really get crushed if somebody doesn't if somebody says no to me. Like at least in this arena. Now I get crushed in other ways. Don't don't <laughs> don't worry about that. But you know what's kind of funny though is there is a book that I read, and I don't even want to give the book away, but I reached out to the author of this book that really helped me as an artist, and it's all about pursuing your dreams and taking leaps of faith. And I'm like, hey, let's see if she'll come on my podcast and talk all about that. And um, <laughs> got to talking with her, so I got an email back, and that went, and eventually, I just, I don't think I was I had a big enough following for her. So she wanted stats on, on me. And um, so I thought it was kind of funny that the person who encouraged me to pursue my dreams crushed them. And <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't want to give away the author or who she is. But anyway, I thought that's kind of funny. It really didn't crush me. I, I found it kind of funny, actually. So yeah, that's how I work this show. I just kind of, and every now and then I reach out to someone random and they say yes. And I'm like, let's have a conversation. So that's how it goes around here. And many people have not responded. Some do. And then you get to hear them come on the show. And um, that's how it works. It just, I'm talking or I see somebody or they cross my path and I say, hey, you want to come on? And not everybody, people, not everybody's comfortable being on podcast and that's understandable. I'm, I'm learning that. So what I'm like, I could just stay on here all day, but who would want to watch that? <clears throat> it's boring. So anyway, I'm just coming on real quick just to have a, just to say I did a podcast this week, but one thing that's kind of on my heart, a lot of stuff going on. I, this is my second week that I've pretty much been off of social media, kind of off just not really reading everything. And that's more for my own kind of peace of heart and mind. There's scripture in the Bible that says, guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life. And I have to steward my heart and knowing in certain seasons, there's just times you just got to take a break from things. And I'm feeling like it's one of those. And it's interesting because the longer I'm off, the more I'm like, hey, you know what? I need to work on doing some more writing and getting some more, you know, new jokes written. So it's been clearing that up, you know, because I'm not out here like, who said what? They did what? 
And I'm like, that's really what social media is. Like you wake up in the morning, like, oh, it's a gorgeous morning. It's so nice. And then it's like, let me get on social so I can figure out what I need to be angry about. (laughs) And that's really what it seems to me a lot of times. So it's like at the end, after a while, I mean, I'm kind of joking saying that, but maybe not in the social media. Like if I go on TikTok, I am literally just going to go on and look at cats and people that are funny because that's what my algorithms, that's what I get fed. So I'm talking about just more apps that are informative and letting you know what's going on in the world. And I figured, you know, Adam and Eve were doing just fine in the garden uh, before they ate that piece of fruit that gave them all this knowledge. And, you know, um, so sometimes I think, you know, if God needs me to know something, he'll he'll give me the download. I don't need to know every horrific thing going on in the world. It's not that I won't keep my finger to the pulse, but at the end of the day, I do need to step away because I have a life to live. And I think some people get caught in watching other people live their lives and, you know, go go work on the dreams God's put in you. You know, go work on the things that you're here to do while you're here because we all have a purpose. So I I entitled today's message of this podcast, Don't Give Up, because I've been at my dream since I was 22 years old as a single mom when I first started doing stand-up. And, you know, I basically started here in Atlanta in just local coffee shops and clubs and just learned to write, had a good time, thought it was fun, still being a single mom. And I had a few little fun kisses from God along the way to like say, keep going. But, you know, ultimately my goal was I wanted to get married and I wanted to have a family because I was raised by a single mom. So, you know, I look back over the years where there was a lot of opportunities I quote unquote missed in comedy, or maybe I should have been a little like, going forward, or maybe I should have persevered or did this different or that. And I'm not saying that I couldn't have grown and done better, but it, but at the end of the day, my goals were different. So one thing I want to encourage, maybe somebody needs to hear this. It's a good reminder for me. My goal, um, is to be at peace with God and myself. And, oh, there's the cats just playing. If you're wondering why the green screen is moving behind me, it's the kitty cat, Charlie. Um, so, but sometimes I have to realize my ultimate goal is to be at peace with God and myself and also, um, to be a part of my, to, to have raised my daughters and, you know, could I have done a better job? Yes. I mean, every parent gets to that age when you have adult children and then you got to go back and start apologizing for all the things you did wrong because you're going to make mistakes. It's just, I don't care how cool and Christian you are. You're going to mess them up. Okay. So that's just how it goes. I do my best. I'm like, it could have been worse. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, there's a lot of things I, I, I messed up in, but anyway, I say all that as I've looked over, I, I was going back through a box this week of like stuff that was in our garage. No, it was in our attic. And we moved from our house because we lost our house back when the market crashed. I don't know if that was late. Oh, eight, oh, nine, 2010. I don't even know maybe later than that. Anyway, we lost the house, moved back into apartment. Long story, long story longer. Um, 
I had this blanket from childhood. I called him Blanky and Blanky was with me through thick and thin. And it was like my security blanket. I was like Linus. I sucked my thumb. That was my blanket. I can't tell you how many times I peed on that blanket because yes, I am a bedwetter from the 1970s. Thank you very much. I wet clothes in the sunbeam bread bag when I would go to the daycare and wet myself at nap time. Anybody else out there? Make some noise if you know what that felt like, you know, having to sit with the other four kids at the table while everybody else ate their snacks of peanut butter and celery with raisins. And we just sat there with our bread bags and felt a lot of shame. And hence the comedy life, you know, I had to process the trauma somehow. So I'm going back. I thought, okay, oh, I thought Blanky got thrown away in the move. And I was like, no way. I was crushed. I've been looking for Blanky. Um, this box has been probably 10 years now. No, longer. I really, because we were in the apartment four years. We've been here seven, but 11 years. I thought Blanky had just, I had to like kind of grieve that Blanky is no longer with us. And um, anyway, I opened a box. Guess who was in the box? That's right. Blanky was in the box. So got Blanky out, had a little reunion, sent pictures to my sister. She's like, oh my gosh, Jesus is coming back. You know, it's like, I don't know. It knocked me out when I said Jesus is coming back. It just literally knocked me out of the podcast. So anyway, I don't know when it cut out, but it just cut me out for a second. So I'll try to edit that in post. But I found Blanky, sent a picture to my sister. She's like, I think Jesus is coming back. You know, long lost reunion. And um, had and I was seeing my oldest daughter that night. And she's like, bring Blanky. I thought, oh, she wants to have a moment. And she probably just was trying to be nice because it didn't seem like she was excited, took him out of the, the bag and just left him on the backseat of my car, you know, exposed to the elements. You know, let's put him back in the safety bag so he doesn't get hurt. And now he's in my drawer. And um, anyway, just a little reunited. Oh, so besides Blanky all these years, and I'm not going to start wetting the bed and sucking my thumb. Um, again, not that I, I'm planning on it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what life brings. Um, although that sounds comforting, at least the, you know, maybe not the wedding bed anyway, um, bed wedding thing, but that, um, oh, in the box, it's just all this stuff over the years when I got to do, um, Nick at night's funniest search for funniest mom in America season two. And I found all that stuff. And there was this like, element of like, I remember when that was happening and it was so exciting to be chosen and they flew me up to New York and it was like, so cool, you know? And I, to, to be honest with you, like once I made it, I was like, oh, I don't want to do it. And then I had to pray for courage to even do it. And then I got there and then I did my set at the Laugh Factory and I got off and they're like, how do you think you did? I'm like, I don't really know. Probably, you know, I guess I did fine. Like I had no confidence back then, <laughs> like none at all. And um, anyway, I prayed, I prayed opposite. I was like, dear God, do not let them choose me for this show. Because I was, a, I love reality shows, but I realized I don't want to be on, I don't want that camera always on me. I, it just was too much. And they didn't choose me. And I was like, so relieved. But I even was looking back through all these like things like, oh man, I should have went big for it. Or if I was just in a better headspace, I could have like 
capitalize that opportunity. But then, you know, the more I look at things, I'm like, you know, I've done this at my pace. I've got to be a mom to my daughters. Yeah. Was I a perfect mom? No. But the things that were important to me, I did hold to those things. So sometimes I think I can get really kind of discouraged, like, ah, still not exactly where I want to be. This didn't quite work out that way. I thought this was going to take off. That still didn't take off. I mean, go down rabbit holes. But, you know, or I could just say, well, I learned, you know, that's that's not for me or maybe this isn't for me or, you know, I'm about to create some more merch. So just keep an eye out for their merch. It's all about the merch. And um, for my character, Blanche, so I'm like, oh, I'll create some Blanche merch and people seem to like her. Let's do something with it. And this is like my third time, like getting my husband to help me because he helps. He's a the thing on the computer uh, graphic designer. And so he helps me with all my merchandising. And there's this tinge of like, oh, great, here we go again. I just get so like... <laughs> Just to be honest, sometimes it's just like, oh, okay, believe in something again because you get all excited each time. Like when I first started learning about drop shipping, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm on like YouTube watching teenage boys teach me how to drop ship. And I'm like, here it is. I'm going to be like super, I'm going to become a millionaire like Tanner in his father's basement. And then you're like, okay, I sold two sweatshirts and a mug. Um, don't think I'm going to become a millionaire off of that. But you learn like it's marketing and what you put in, you get like, and then when I did the Real Housewives show, I was like, here we go. This is going to spread like wildfire. Real Housewives of the quarantine. Everyone's going to want a t-shirt. At least the women are. And I sold a lot more of those t-shirts and tried to get people to send me pictures of them with the t-shirts on. I'm like, oh, I'll market this way. I keep hitting a lamp and sorry if you hear a noise. Um, and it kind of took off. And then that kind of fizzled. Everyone's like, pandemic's over. Stop producing the show. And I was like, no, I really like this show. And um, but anyway, you learn. You learn what, what worked, what didn't work, how to sell, how not to sell. So I'm, I'm always feeling like I'm starting over. I'm learning it again because it's always changing. The business continues to change. And like I continue to be like, well, do I really want to do that? Or am I trying to build it the way they are building it. Do I, you know, so you kind of have to kind of know what your goals are and be okay that keep the main things, the main thing for me, it's God and family. And at the end of the day, if I got to go like work at Kroger or something, or like go wait tables again, like I'll do it. It's not that big of a deal. I don't really care. Like over the, during the quarantine, I went and did Uber eats for a while just because I, I had this character, Joan, in my comedy, in the web series, and she did Uber Eats. And I don't know why I thought it would be so fun to do Uber Eats. So I did it. And I was like, oh, I'm making money. I'm out here bringing people food. And then I did Instacart for extra money. And then, which was fine. But then they, then the last time I, one of the last times I did it, they gave me three orders in one at a Kroger and it was a mess. And the guy didn't, uh, it was a whole thing where the guy should have closed out the order, but didn't. And then he rang up all the second batch. And then we had to undo the whole second batch. And if you ever go to Kroger around here, oh my gosh, there's only like one person working in checkout and you have to do self-checkout. So we have a line backed out. It's It was just miserable. 
one of the orders had like a, a 48 pack of bottled waters. So I'm grabbing it, putting on the bottom of the cart. I slice my finger. I kid you not. I'm bleeding out on the bags. I'm like unloading the groceries. I'm like, oh my gosh, is that my blood on the waters and some of the bags? So, and I don't have bandages in my car. I'm wrapping it in a Kroger bag. And I, del I delivered those three batches and I thought I'm done. I did. I was like, you know what, God, do you want me doing this? Maybe I just need to go back to, you know, I'm not, not like I'm bringing in the, the dough. It's, like, it's really minimal. Um, it just gave me something to do. I was getting a little antsy as everything was still kind of very shut down. I was like, I just can't stand being home. So I was just bored. And um, anywho, um, why did I tell you I bled out on bags? I, I got to put some, I got to do some jokes about that. But anyway, sorry. Um, whoever got those bottles of water, they're probably like, I'll never do Instacart again. Is this blood? And, um, so sorry, but anyway, um, so the point of my story, if there is a point, <laughs> don't give up, you know, just, if you've got dreams, you've got goals, even if you're doing Instacart and bleeding out on some bottled waters, as a middle-aged woman, I'm still not giving up. I still have goals. I still have dreams. And maybe, maybe I'm going to the long way to the well, but at least I'm going to the well. Maybe I've detoured, but you know what? The main things are the main things. And as long as you've got those things on straight, everything else is like, who cares? Really? I, you know, don't get too caught up in, and if, if, you know, learn, learn from your mistakes, which I've, I've I'm learning, I'm getting better but I'm still making a lot of mistakes and I'm still like, Oh, I don't like that. Or maybe I'll do it better this way. Or actually I really enjoy that. How can I make that turn profit? So anyway, just wanted to tell somebody not to give up, but you know, um, maybe on whatever your, your goals and dreams are, um, guard your heart. That's one thing that's on my heart right now. I'm in a season. Like I said, we just lost a dear friend and I I'm feeling a little extra sensitive imagine that. And, um, I used to hate feeling weak and sensitive. And now it's like, you know what, that's what grace is for. And that's reality. And anybody that doesn't allow themselves to feel those things, it's like, well, good luck because they're not really fun to be around and they don't. Anyway, that's a whole nother topic. Pray for those people, right? Cause we all should be experiencing life and know that we have our ups and downs. It's just part of how you don't get out of it. You know, we can't always accept the good things from God. We also have to accept the hard things because that's what builds character. Oh, the cat's back. Um, <laughs> the cat's back. Um, hey, Charlie. Anyway, we it's like a three-ring circus with a dog and two cats. I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm in a place where we should be empty nesting, ready to take on the world. And it's like, let me just grab, let me get a koi pond going. Like, why do I keep adding animals to the mix? I don't understand makes my life more hectic. It's crazy. Here comes Charlie. Charlie, you want to get in on the action? Okay. I took myself out of the stream. Let's see. There's his face. Charlie, can you say hi to the little thingy? Okay. If you're watching, you can see him. If Oh God. If not, I just sounded really chaotic and I took myself out of the stream. This is going to be a really messed up recording. Um, that's another thing. You think like, you see Charlie a little bit. Oh, and the other one. Now Linus is here. Let me see if I can get Linus. Um, they both like, I have a green screen behind me and it's, um, oh, they're trying to bite it. <laughs> so that's fun. But you know, it's like, 
I want to enjoy my life. And sometimes goals, oh gosh, goals don't always come at the time or work out. You better enjoy the journey because let me just tell you, sometimes it's like, it's taken a while to get there. And and then you have to ask, what am I really going for? Do I really want those things? So um, that's my um, little, that's all I got today. I'm going to keep it fast, like quick. So it's like not a long drawn out wrap it up kind of thing. Um, I do have to share this download. I woke up in the middle of the night and God shared this with me. Imagine going through a drive through and let's just say it's McDonald's. You got a Big Mac fries, but all you get, all you eat are the condiments, the ketchup, the mayonnaise, whatever. Same with Taco Bell. You go through, but then all you eat is the packets of mild or hot sauce, whatever. But he was talking to me like just about condiments, like not being just filled up on the condiments, like take having time to take the meal. And I was just thinking like, imagine, I imagine if you just had to live on condiments, like, and we love condiments in this family. Let me just tell you, it's all about the sauce. You know, when you get, you can mix the sauces and you got a little A1 and you get a little mayo, ketchup, you know, do we just like a good sauce and dip a fry in it? Are you kidding me? Um, but what if you were only surviving on condiments? So anyway, I've just been kind of thinking more about that and spending you know, the Bible talks about man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes out from the mouth of God and spending time filling up, um, like not having that condiment Christianity where we're just flying by with condiments, but sitting down and digesting a meal, spending time in the word, spending time um, praying, praying in the spirit, you know, um, worshiping, you know, filling up your spirit man. And that's part of, for me, the, the condiment Christianity is, is getting off social the last couple of weeks, just like, it's just taking up too much time that I could be filling up the things that, that, that need to be filled up. And, um, so anyway, that is kind of cool. Like I don't usually get that. That was totally God. I was like, Oh, condiment Christianity. So I don't really have much more to add, but I was just thinking more about making sure to take the time and have that full meal because I'm a steak and potato gal. You know, and I love my condiments with it. Don't get me wrong, a little horseradish, you know, and the, make that baked potato loaded. Um, but we we don't we can't survive just off condiments, you know. So we need to make sure, as Christians, um, if you're not a Christian, sorry, I pray you will become one. Um, but we need we need to spend time with in the presence of the Father in the Word. There's a kitty cat's head right here. You see it. Um, so yeah, well, just a little something I thought I'd just throw out to you. Um, and yeah, so thanks for joining us today on another delightful episode of the Jennifer O'Brien Show. And be sure to check me out. Um, if you go to jenniferobrien.com, that is my website. And I have links to all my social media channels, which um, I'm trying to work on getting another YouTube channel. I'm having to just eat my humble pie and start from ground zero and build another channel. So I have a couple right now and I just got to get on to building that. And, um, but yeah, you can see my stuff there. I got to start re-uploading all my stand-up comedy because uh, a lot of that got taken down and um, it's, it's, it is what it is. We're just going to take a nice little journey and see what God does. So find me there. Oh, I'm going to plug something. And then this is crazy. Don't, you can just stop listening now, but my husband and I do these patches now. I know this is MLM. This seriously is. So just stop listening. If you're just so 
not even wanting to hear this, but we do these patches called X39. And let me tell you, my husband does not snore at night when he wears this patch. It's like stem cells. I can't really explain it, but we're distributors now for them. And they have all sorts of patches. I have a friend who didn't sleep for years. She's doing the, a sleep patch and she sleeps now. It's crazy. They have one that helps with mental health. So anyway, I'm going to put a link into this thing, uh, the show notes. If you're interested, you know, reach out. I'll try to answer questions if I can. Um, or this might not help you. Maybe you know somebody who could use some pain relief or whatever. Um, there's a lot. Or maybe somebody you know already has talked to you about them. Go ask them questions. But if you're interested, um, please, you could find out more information. I'll put the link in. I'll try to tell you as much as I can. But we've been doing these patches. And I'm pretty excited about just how well I'm feeling. My husband's been doing great and we're in allergy season here in Atlanta and just we're fine. So anyway, uh, put that in the show notes and I could keep thinking of things or I probably just need to stop talking. So anyway, we'll see you guys next time. Oh, a little burp. Um, have a great rest of the week. And um, yeah, this has been fabulous. Thank you.